Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with a brief update on what's going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. To improve your returns even further, then check out footballindexclub.co.uk where you will receive instant access to highlighted players, trading advice, databases, and also analysis on the players of your choice. You can use code PODCAST50 with a capital P to receive 50% off your first month. Hello and welcome to episode 225 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. Tonight I will be discussing the PSG Atalanta game. It's been a big game tonight and I have to say it's absolutely heartbreaking for Atalanta. I was a bit of a neutral going into the game. I suppose I possibly favoured the underdog Atalanta. And then as the game progressed, I started to really want Atalanta to win. They went 1-0 up. They were holding out, defending so well throughout. PSG had missed a ton of chances. Neymar, bloody hell, some of them cities that he missed was quite unbelievable, very unlike Neymar. And I think in big games, it really shows the quality of a player, in my opinion. That's one thing I love about Cristiano Ronaldo is that he turns up and plays unbelievable in many games. Obviously, they went out, but I think he did get a couple of goals against Leon uh, as they were knocked out recently. But yeah, Neymar missing a few chances. But nevertheless, he still had a really good game, looked absolutely phenomenal at times, and he still managed to hit a 2-6-1, which really does just show you his PB potential. And in terms of a PB player, he's the best player on the game. And I don't think there's very much doubt about that, to be honest. If you have a look at the PB scores when he does play, they are just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, PSG went and got two goals at the end, Marquinhos and Eric to promoting getting the goals. I think they probably did just about deserve to win that game due to their general dominance throughout. Although it is just really upsetting for Atalanta. And one thing I hadn't realised, and the reason why I started to support Atalanta throughout the last 10 minutes or so was because the commentators mentioned how Atalanta are based in Bergamo in Italy. And I hadn't realised really where Atalanta were from, just complete through my own ignorance and naivety. But um, Bergamo, I mean, they had 6,000 coronavirus deaths, I believe, and they've only got a population of 120,000. And that just is so sad. That's like 5% of their population. And maybe that had an influence on this cup run. Maybe there was even greater sort of community and a better mentality and desire to go forward and do something for... Bergamo, which had been hit so hard. And I think that's what made me so upset to see PSG end up winning. Uh, and today it's football, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. In terms of football index, I'm sure a lot of traders will be very happy with Neymar progressing through to the next round and hitting that high PB score. It just means he's got another chance of earning some big dividend payouts over the next couple of games. And of course, he's actually earned the 18p match day dividends tonight as well. There's no Kimpembe hitting a 185. I'm very pleased to see that because I did highlight him on Football Index Club a few weeks ago. Um, might have been a couple of months ago now, but I remember mentioning him on the podcast as well with Index Moneyball. So anyone who's been listening to this for a few weeks or months now will remember that we did quite positively talk about Kimpembe and he's turned up and delivered the goods tonight. 10% on his price there in dividends and he's still pretty... He's not that old, really, for centre-back either. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a pretty good shout, if I say so myself. 
unfortunately I didn't buy him uh, personally so kind of a bit a bit stupid for me but you can't really buy everyone I suppose in terms of other players then top midfielder Alejandro Gomez hitting a 149 he had a good game but it's not really the highest of PB scores especially if you were to take away the 1.25 multiplier so they're the main PB scores tonight what else is going on well we've had football index I've announced on Twitter that they're going to be releasing some IPOs tomorrow. I had a quick look. They've got a backer at PSG. I don't think he's got that much of a chance of getting much game time, to be honest, with Juan Bernat ahead of him and Bruno Gramerez at Leon, who has looked really good and I think he's got a lot of potential. But at that price, I think it's coming on at like £1.80 to £2.10 or so. I don't think he's worth that. I think he's massively overpriced at that price just because... He's a defensive midfielder. I mean, if you want a defensive midfielder on Football Index, you want to have someone who's actually probably proven and plays for an even better side. And you can get Rodri at between £1.70 and £2.11. That's his sell and buy price. So why pick Bruno Gramerez over a player like Rodri? I'm not quite sure because Rodri's actually hit the PB scores already in the past. Needed to match their dividends and he's just generally a bit better, I'd say. Uh because, don't get me wrong, Bruno Gramera is a good player and he's got a lot of potential. I suppose you could argue he's got a better chance of earning media dividends in the future due to the possibility of a transfer. But overall, he's just not suited to the PB matrix and that's the thing which could catch out some traders. It seems to me like Football Index are just trying to get more money into the platform, but a lot of those players aren't really great value intrinsically and that's the main problem. I've seen some talk about uh, why they introducing IPOs now. I think overall, look, there's no debate about it. They need to IPO players. Like, that shouldn't even be up for discussion. Football Index need to IPO players. It's just the timing of it, which is a little bit off. I would have liked them to have introduced the IPOs once they had NASDAQ technology fully integrated. They had Phase 2 come in off the matching engine and things had sort of calmed down a little bit. Uh, well, in fact, they're extremely calm at the minute because pretty much no one's rising or decreasing in price. Uh, the market's pretty dead, but you don't want a dead market to then have other traders come in and then there's going to be even less demand for current existing holds because people use their money to buy these IPOs instead. So I don't think it's a great time to IPO players. I think it's a shame. I think a lot of the decisions that Football Index have made in recent months have been poor. I'm still confident in the platform. I'm still confident that there's value out there. Kimpembe today, he's really proven that. I mean, I mentioned him a few weeks ago and he's earned like 10% of his price in dividends in one game and he's probably going to return more over the next 12 months, I imagine. Quite a lot more, really. Uh, but the thing is, like, some of the decisions that Football Index are making, that's what I find disappointing. And again, just IPO in these players at such high prices and with such bad timing, I don't really know why why they have to do that. Uh, it doesn't really seem like it's needed, but maybe there's things going on on their back end and they need to do this to sort of plan for the greater the greater amount of IPOs that they'll be releasing in the future as well. But it just kind of reiterated to me and reminded me how insignificant and how underwhelming, underwhelming that dividend increase was because I remember thinking when they released IPOs in the past, how those high prices couldn't really be justified by the current dividend structure. And the dividend structure has changed now and it's increased, but it's increased a very small amount. And 
now it's reminding me that this dividend increase really just wasn't as good as I thought it should have been. I remember thinking when those IPOs were coming out that it meant, and it was a good indicator that future dividend increases were going to be absolutely massive because how on earth could the IPO players at such high prices, which didn't really make much sense to me in terms of actual value. And then they've had a dividend increase since and it wasn't that big. So it's just disappointing. Um, I'm quite against these high IPO prices given the current dividends on offer. I think it's all about just finding the right players now. And it's going to be like that for some time because there's so many players on this platform that are not good value. There's so many players which you buy and they're never going to return their price in dividends like they they just got no chance. There's many players, the majority of players on the platform are never going to return any dividends ever. And so you're basically just giving Football Index money by buying those shares for Football Index to go do whatever they like with. Um, so hopefully Football Index are investing our money in the right areas. I think that's a really important point to make as well because I don't know what Football Index do with the 100-odd million that's invested in players. And I know I shouldn't use the word invested, but is in the hands of Football Index ultimately. They, they Hopefully they are doing something good with it and getting a good uh, return on that investment as well. Whatever they do with their money, I've no idea what happens there. I, I don't know if there's like legalities and all kinds of laws uh, around what they're allowed to do with that money. But anyway, so many points I could probably get into here. Overall, I've been a little bit disappointed by Atalanta being knocked out. I think it's probably good for Football Index platform in a way just because it means that more dividends are paid out to those Neymar holders or they're, they're probably only going to put it back into Neymar and so maybe it's not so good for the market throughout. It's good for Kim Bembe who uh, I've talked about a little bit in this podcast. Um, I'm just a bit disappointed in the IPOs. I don't mind them doing the IPOs. The other thing I'd say is they need to do mass IPOs like uh, how are they picking and choosing a few random players? Like it's convenient for them to pick these Shakhtar Donetsk players because, of course, they're into the l- really late stages now of the Europa League. And so, if one of those Europe, if one of those Shakhtar Donetsk players earns dividends, that's basically helping Football Index pay out less over the next month, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so it's convenient for Football Index, of course. But is it good for the market and traders? I don't think it is really. I think. I think they need to tell us what they're going to do with our IPOs and just have a set structure and say, look, we're going to do mass IPOing of all of these players. They're going to come onto the market in a month's time under the new NASDAQ technology. You're going to put bids in and whatever the market, however much the market demands certain players, that will be reflected in their price that they come on. If they just did that and they had hundreds of IPOs, I wouldn't really be too upset but it's just the way that they're putting the IPOs on still setting their prices themselves it's stupid prices in my opinion and doing it at the wrong time so it's a little bit disappointing and for me the one thing I'm probably most concerned about with Football Index is their general decision making and ensuring that they do things which benefits traders regularly and I don't think they've been doing that over the last six months and that concerns me more than anything all these temporary promotions I talked about it yesterday I'm not the biggest fan uh, because we just need some real direction and some better choices being made that's all it is it just boils down to a few better choices being made and I think everyone would be a little bit happier right now but there we go a bit of a, a, bit of a grumble tonight I'm usually very upbeat and positive in these podcasts so I do apologise hope I've not 
uh, sort of put anyone to move down, but got to be honest in these podcasts. So there we are tomorrow on Football Index Club. Hopefully should have a really good blog out on recency bias in particular. I've gone through 250 players today or, there about, or thereabouts and looked at the top, all the players that have hit 250, P, 250 plus PB scores this season, all season with adjustments made for European nights. And I've had a look at how their prices changed one week after that performance and also one month after that performance to see how recency bias affects players who hit high PB scores. And so far, having a brief look, it's been a really interesting insight. And I'm going to post that spreadsheet on Football Index Club tomorrow and go into some real depth, real depth and uh, analysis on how recency bias affects prices. Because the main thing I've found so far, I don't want to give it all away, but Basically, one week after, as you'd probably expect, the prices rise a huge amount. But then a month after, not so much at all. But anyway, I'll be explaining all of that on Football Index Club tomorrow. And hopefully that'll make for a new bit of a data analysis, which I don't think is out there at the moment. So it could be worth looking into. As always, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your day.